0: You are the podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm am joined by my two friends, Tyler and Stephanie. We are a trio of coaches coming together to explore life's biggest topics. Each episode, we hold true to our name, Come As You Are, by showing up and going live. Whatever we bring to the table that week is what we talk about. No scripts, no planning, just real and raw conversations. And audience participation is always encouraged. Our mission is to create a space where vulnerability and authenticity take center stage, and we believe in the power of deep conversations and soulful connections. So, welcome to the show. We're happy that you're here, and we invite you now to just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's conversation.
1: Hello.
2: Hello, everybody. Hi.
1: I just have to share, as, as like the intro was going, it still tickles me. Like, deeply that we go live, you know, and that, and that we have like a little, like, actual flow of, like, okay, how do we start the show? And we have, we cue up the intro and all of these types of things. Like, it really, really still tickles me that we're doing that. And I get the most, like, burst of serotonin. And uh, it's pure joy.
0: Feelings mutual. <laughs>
1: How is, how is everyone? It, it's it been like two, two weeks since we've connected. Like, how is everyone? I feel like I haven't seen y'all in forever.
0: It does feel like forever. And oh my goodness, life is just happening. It, it is just happening. I really feel like, and I am really trying to like, and I know we've had conversations about this before and this like, holding space for just the being of such that is life, right? Yesterday, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday. I don't even know what day of week it is. That's how my week is going. <laughs> I read, um, I, I, I've just, I started a book club. And so I'm like, really, I don't know. I love reading. I've always loved reading. I read a lot, but I don't know what's gotten into me. But yesterday I run... I read a 200 page book, like start to finish. I just like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've, I've also been trying to practice my speed reading. That's something I've been working on. So like, this is great practice. And I just kept going and going and going and going. And it was all around this idea of exactly that, right? This, the art of letting go. If you guys have read that book before. And it's all about this idea of, the doing versus the being and how important it is for us to be and just our being. So I've really been spending so much time there. <laughs>
2: oh. nice. So and I think that first of all, how on topic is this with everything that I'm going through in my life right now also at the moment. But I mean, with the two of you, I am no longer surprised. Like every time one of you starts to share about anything, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm there too. We're like so beautifully in sync all the time. I love this. I think letting go has been my whole um, season of of life right now, and really embracing the also actual season in nature of fall because I think fall is is all about letting go um, of of everything that's not serving us. You know, summer has been busy, 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 doing, 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 and then you come into fall, and I feel like you're entering this very foggy space, and the fog somehow also slows you down, like physically, and, and mentally, and everything that you are, and I really enjoy this space. I think this is the first time in my life ever that I can honestly just be and let go of so many things, and not constantly stay in the doing state and and not feel so guilty about it, you know, because in the past look what I've done in the past which, I mean, now that I think about it, it sounds super exhausting, what I've done is I thought, for example, okay Saturday, you're just gonna rest so that on Sunday you can be productive again, right so not even, <laughs> resting wasn't just resting, Rest resting had also had to be productive, so I had to recharge my batteries so that I could do something again and I think this summer, fall-ish, I I could finally let go of, like, a big piece of of that. Like, I could just toss a big armor away. And I've had this just, I think, two weeks ago where I came back from from holidays and I started to work again. But I said, you know what, Steffi, you're just going to do nothing. Like, after work, before work, you're just going to do nothing and just – and see what happens because my my body really craved that and so this this week after my vacation after I came back I felt like I had another week of holidays even though I was working because I I really felt like you know I could just be with myself and I can just tap into what I really desired and what I called in and that was just sitting on the couch or you know taking my dog for a walk really just <laughs> doing the bare essentials but nothing nothing else um and i actually have this book on my on my list but i'm just going to see when when it calls me you know because <laughs> right now it really is all about being and not like oh yeah i should read this book and read all about how i can just be no i can just be <laughs> and um and, and see what, what unfolds with that yeah
1: oh Amaran, i love this conversation <laughs> like it has been i'm in a i'm in a space where i am doing a lot but the doing is aligned with being mm. so it's naturally everything that i am and everything that just makes up tyler and so the doing to me feels very effortless now versus in the past it was also forced it was like oh i have to get up and i have to do this and i have to and i've been going through this cycle of like of like intentional doing so that it aligns with my being, because that's really like, I've talked about this, I think before, that's a real big part of my brand is like, how do we balance, you know, the masculine side of doing with the feminine side of being to find that harmony, to find that bliss, you know? And it's so it like, y'all, we're like in our thirties and, I I have to stop and just appreciate the fact that in our 30s we are tackling these conversations about like, you know, being and bliss and harmony and things like that because most of the time like people think like in your 30s you're supposed to like hustle hard and work your ass off and you know all of these types of things and like, and like we're, we're in a way like revolutionizing the way we think about and we show up in life. And that's really big because there's a, there's a movement now. I I believe of people who are really starting to wake up and go, you know what? I don't have to do, do, do all the time. And it's okay that if after work I collapse on the couch and just, like sink into a show and like binge watch something. I think there's really a beauty in like binge watching where old Tyler would have looked at like binge watching as like, Oh, you're not being productive. You're not, you know, you're not in that space of, of, of doing. And it's like, no, binging it now, like, because I'm watching how to get away with murder right now on Netflix. And it's like, it's like, it's such a, outlet of just like escapism after a day of intentional doing and being and like i don't know i I just think it's wonderful that here we are in our 30s like having this conversation because i know the past generation was so focused on getting stuff done and being productive and like making the money and and i just had this conversation with a friend of mine we were talking about retirement and i think retirement is like the biggest trap that people fall into at least in the states because it's like they work their entire lives away to then get to a place of retirement and then they're too old to actually go enjoy the retirement versus now i think there's a younger group of us that are starting to recognize, hey, we can have both. We can have like a, an, an, a sense of retirement here in our 30s by, you know, not focusing so much on the doing and just really being present and and experiencing life. And I think that's beautiful.
0: Mm, yeah. And I love that you mentioned intention. Intention. Because I do think there is some forms of this binge watching that may not be as healthy, right? But when the intention is this is kind of like the unwind time. This is the time to just chill out. This is like what brings me joy, right? But I think sometimes we can get caught up in the trap, whether it's, you know, using those things to distract ourselves or to procrastinate. And so I think when we have an intention around it I think that's what kind of changes it do you know what I mean because I can see in situations where um, maybe it wasn't as intentional or I'm also going to bring in our favorite conversation of social media (laughs) Because that's something that we also do like use to procrastinate or we numb and we just like, you know, scroll or we like, Oh, look, she's got that or, Oh, look what he's doing. Or, you know, and it's all about that comparing. And that I think can, that it's the mindless part of it. I think when we're mindful, then it's, it's, it's different. Even the, all the things that we look at as, you know, maybe the, the binge watching, the the scrolling social media, if there's intention behind it, if you're mindful about it, I don't know, is it really that bad?
1: Big question.
0: Right? I feel like it's a different conversation that we normally have around social media, but I'm just going to put it out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I also want to throw in another aspect of all of this, and that is the part where we feel ourselves and we feel alive versus numbing, being unintentional. Oh yeah. It's very different. You know, what you described, Tyler, when you say, you know, I've had this day of doing the things I love doing and to unwind or to go out of my head at the end of the day, I'm just going to watch something on Netflix. That's very different than someone who is in a job they don't like. So they're just, you know going through their day-to-day and um, going through, through life a bit mindlessly and then using Netflix or anything else that you can binge <laughs> or overconsume as an escape method. And it's going to feel different. Like someone else who's going to sit and watch Netflix uh, at the end of the day for three hours, Um who's using it as a, as a method to escape will have a very different experience with, with Netflix. It's, it's like this addiction, this, oh, I have to, like, I have to, you know what, I think what you were describing, Tyler, it's like a choice of how do I replenish? How do I now at the end of the day, kind of switch off basically and you could netflix but maybe another day you feel like you want to go for a walk or you want to do something with your kid or whatever it is but when we are in this more mindless phase then i think it's not a choice we're just doing this as a coping mechanism and then i think it's what you described amanda it's um a bit unhealthy and I, I, can definitely say I have been in both shoes. <laughs> I have, to, I am very familiar with using YouTube or food or or no, social media. Actually, not so much, but yeah, definitely like food and um, and Netflix or any kind of kind of online portal as a way to numb as a way to escape the unpleasant reality this like day-to-day that feels very dreadful and i think you know coming back to this whole um thing we touched on with retirement i can really see that people who live lives where they're having unfulfilled jobs where they have jobs that um they don't really like it's really just trying to make it through the day and then you have your coping mechanism and then you do the same thing again and again and then the weekend before you even get a chance to really recover, Monday's already there. You don't have enough time. So you're just waiting for retirement where you can finally enjoy life because then the sucky job is gone. Right. And I think we are definitely, I agree with you, Tyler, that we are having this more mindful movement right now, where people are intentional about, okay, what does make me happy? What is my purpose in life? Like, how do I want to serve society? Um, How can I find a job that really makes me happy where it's not this day-to-day where at the end of the day you're going home and you feel like, oh my gosh, this was so dreadful and I don't like it or I don't like my colleagues or whatever. Um, And it is more something that fills your heart up, fills you up, fills your cup up. And then yes, you still need to to replenish. You still need to go home and have something to, to take the edge off. But it's a, like I said, it's a different kind of having to recover. It's it's not so, it, your cup's not full at, 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 sorry, your cup is not empty at the end of the day. It's still somehow, there's still something in there because you were living from your purpose and your what's on your heart. And This alignment, I think, is so important and I think we do have this this movement where we are starting to focus on this more and more where people are more curious um, of making the effort also to find their purpose. I think that's a huge milestone on that way to even understand who you are, what you love to do and find a job that makes you happy. And sometimes you have to try. Sometimes you have to do more digging within yourself. I think there's a very individual process for each and every soul on this planet to find the, the um, find a job or find something that makes them happy that they can do.
1: I'm like really deep in thought and I realized that cause I haven't like moved at all. <laughs> I, I, I was like a stone statue, I was like, I was like my face looked blank i looked like i like wasn't i mean i was like super here but not I, i realized i was like i didn't move that entire time that you were talking stephanie and it was because i was just so deeply thinking about this and you know this conversation about social media is interesting because As most of you know, like we don't necessarily, the three of us, we don't necessarily love social media. We have kind of like this love-hate relationship with it. And I think most people fall into that space of like it's a love-hate relationship that they have with social media. But I do think that there is a potential to make the space more valuable more enriching more you know and 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 i was just thinking as as we were talking as you were as you were both talking i was kind of thinking about like if i was to categorize social media content there's like the completely numb out content which for me is like watching people mix paint or you know fill up water balloons or you know like just like the the stuff that you're like why am i watching this why do i like i swear half of my half of my feed is people mixing paint <laughs> or like crocheting or something like that like it's like there's nothing valuable about this content other than the fact that it is somewhat stimulating and it like captures my attention and it's like ASMR. Cause they like, tch, 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 you know, and so like, it's soothing. There's no value to that, but sometimes I need a little dose of that type of content because it's just like, I had a tough client or I had a, you know, it was like a, it was like a, a really long afternoon and I just, you know, need to completely unplug and, completely zone out. And, you know, I used to think zoning out was like the worst thing. And I think there's so many, there's so many like motivational speakers out there and, and uh, you know, different types of, of, you know, um, influencers, like the speaking influencers who are like, who are like, if you, you know, throw your life away on social media, like you're like, they, they try to shame you for it. And I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm like, there's three really distinct like types of social media posts that I particularly kind of fall into. One is the completely numb out, like this is ridiculous content. I don't even know why I'm watching it, but it's just soothing me. I think area number two is the educational content. It's like, what what am I what am I consuming that actually? you know, interests me. Like right now I've been watching a ton of videos on social media and how the algorithm works and things like that, because I'm just, truthfully, I'm just fascinated by the subject. And so, you know, I land in this educational space every once in a while. And then I, I land in the inspirational space, which is where, you know, I get all of the motivation and the cheerleading and like the, you can do it to type of content. And that's really like, for me, my three categories of social media. and as we're having this conversation, I'm recognizing they all matter. They are all valuable in their own unique ways. And like and like I, I was just like it was like almost like a release of shame here of like I can watch the the paint mixing videos and not feel guilty because it is actually providing me what i need in that moment um as long as i don't you know get too sucked into it and i think that comes back to the mindful uh the mindful uh mindful word that amanda shared earlier but that was my take i was like this is fascinating
0: yeah three hours later we're still watching the pink videos (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah
0: and it's Happens, right? Like I, and I think I love this idea of releasing the shame around it and letting go of that judgment. And this isn't just for social media. I think this is a like much broader conversation when we take it to this idea of letting go of that judgment of ourselves, letting go of the shame, letting go of that whether it's we're shaming ourselves or judging ourselves or we're judging others right? Because that can be really damaging too when we're judging others or judging groups of people or we're judging ourselves for judging. Oh my goodness, I find myself doing that sometimes. am like, I'm judging myself for judging. I'm like, wait a minute, that makes no sense. What am I doing? So I think, I, yeah, I think if there was one word, I think it's the mindfulness. I really do think that in anything, and I know, I actually just had a conversation about this today and It was funny because it was with another group of coaches and they're all like, you know, this mindfulness thing, like it's becoming an overused word. It's such an over talked about topic. Like it's kind of lived. It's, you know, let's move on and talk about something else. And I was kind of like, well, hold on a minute because I think that maybe for us in our world, right as you're diving down into this like hole of algorithms, Tyler, I'm sure you can speak to this, right? <laughs> that like, we're, our feeds are curated to the things that we're talking about, the things that we're looking at, things, the conversations that we're having, the, you know, sneaky little Facebook and Instagram, who are listening to us as we speak and, you know, giving us the, the, the what it thinks that we want to hear, what we want to see. And so in this group of coaches, we kind of took a step back and thought about that because if we really looked at like, let's actually, you know, really take that step back and look at this on a global scale and ask, ask the question, if really, right. Our assumption, we are saying, oh, the whole world knows about mindfulness. It's overused. If that was truth, then wouldn't the whole world be mindful? Like, wouldn't everyone in the world just be really mindful?
2: (laughs) Hmm. I I can answer that. (laughs)
0: Please do.
2: Because that was our
0: conversation this morning. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. How we kind of, we get like almost narrow-mindedly thinking, well, because this is the way I think, this is the way all my friends think. I surround myself by like-minded people. We all talk about similar things. We have similar interests that... Everyone in the world must think this way. Everybody in the world must be this way. That's not actually true. Everybody's different.
2: Yeah, I think there are... That's a very good point. I really like that question. I think there's two things for me that were coming up right away. So first of all, that maybe not every three three things. So first of all, maybe not everyone has the same kind of relationship with the word mindfulness. I, for example, also don't like that word for me, it's too theoretical. Um, But when you talk about, you know, intentional living and um, feeling like tapping into your aliveness, like that stuff, that's also at the end of the day, just means being mindful, right? It's just synonyms. But for me, these other terms and words just, um, feel closer to my heart. So I like to use those. So I think that's one thing. And then another thing is that, um, when, when we share about this, I mean, there's a huge gap between what we all know and what we all do. So even if you were to go around the world, let's say you have the resources, you go around the world and you educate every single soul on this planet on the topic of mindfulness. So they have the tools and everything, would they still do it? We as coaches know, probably not. Probably only a teeny tiny part of people would actually be able and would actively implement this and do it. So even us here, right? We 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 all sort of share to a certain extent that we can have mindless moments in a day. We can, and we are all coming from backgrounds where um, to in some area of our lives, we were not very mindful. And um, I think through coaching, this helped us a lot to get to a place where we are living very intentional right now. And so it's also a journey. And from my own journey, I can say how how difficult that path also can be. And it's not a, oh, I'm going to this webinar on mindfulness and then all of a sudden I will live a mindful life for, for forever. That's not how it works, right? It's it's a very integrative process, and it, it takes effort. Um, and it's, I think, one of those things that we can work on for the rest of our lives, not in an exhaustive way, but in a way that it will always be new to us whenever we also further develop. And um, there was a third thing I wanted to mention. I forgot about that one. Anyway, it will come to me again, but I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, I think the most important point is that we're not doing what we're knowing and, and this gap, that's why we are, we are all not doing it, um, yet. And I think we still need to push that movement, um, off of mindfulness. I think it's really important. Well,
1: and I, I think this, transitions back to kind of the beginning of the conversation when we were talking about like the, reti- you know, the, the trap of retirement and, you know, people, people, a lot of people go through their entire lives or their entire working careers just mindlessly, you know, doing the job and waking up and going to work and coming home and, you know, and they, and they think like, oh, okay, well, this is just how life has to be and then I get to retirement and then I get to like, you know, do all the things that I want to do. And, you know, like, that's like, like the freedom is, is retirement. And, you know, I think if we look at a majority of, of people, that's kind of how they show up in the world. They show up and they go, I'm just going to like go through life and like work the job and do the things. Cause like, that's what I've been told to do. And this idea of like, of, like, being mindful or being intentional, or I'll add another word to it to, to our list here being conscious. You know, any one of those words you can use, and they all interchangeably pretty much mean the exact same thing. It's the awareness of our actions, and are you know, are our actions in true alignment with what? makes us happy and what brings us joy now, not in retirement, not when we, you know, not when we reach a certain age, but it's a practice of now, you know, and I think this, this bigger bringing this all, I mean, like looking at this all together here, it's like this bigger practice of being mindful in the moment, you know, and learning and and this is a this is a discipline that doesn't just get developed after you download you know like the Calm app or you know you you watch uh, you know a YouTube video on mindfulness or you attend the webinar as Stephanie was saying like like this doesn't just happen because it's like oh you've got the you've got the you know now you've got the knowledge on how to do this no it is a daily discipline it is it is to me, I think the heart of why we are here is to be as mindful, as intentional, as conscious as we can possibly be, you know, and really working towards, uh, uh, you know, that greater vision of authentic alignment in ourselves, you know, and like, when I think about this, I get really excited because I think about this i like I think about this idea of authentic alignment and what that means for every single individual. And to me, if we were all authentically aligned with the things that brought us joy and the things that brought us, you know, happiness and um, the things that brought us peace, I believe we could achieve world peace that way i believe that there would be a harmonious balance i'm making a wild statement here but i do believe that there would be a universal kind of harmonious balance in the world if instead of focusing on other people and things around you we put the focus on ourselves and got aligned with like what it is that 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 works for us and is best for us. And then, you know, recognizing that individuality, recognizing the uniqueness of every single person that, that would become universal. We would understand that every single person on this planet is different and that's okay. And we would celebrate it. And we would celebrate the differences instead of trying to divide the differences.
0: What a beautiful vision. I love this idea, Tyler. Please, let's make this happen. <laughs> well, this is what we're here for, I think, as coaches, though, right? Like, it doesn't matter what you do, how you work with your clients. I think the the bottom line for most coaches is what we're looking for our clients to achieve is this authentic alignment that you talk about. In whatever ways, right, that the journey looks for each client, but that's the goal. I think I think that's the end goal for every coach is to have that that um though it might you know sound different in different words, but I think if you really distilled that down to okay, but what is the essence of coaching? I really feel that this authentic alignment is is truly what it is, and I see your vision. I, I see, I do, I do see this vision. So I love your wild statement. I'll like jump on that bandwagon with you. (laughs) And what I, the the word that I keep hearing as we're having this conversation is presence. Hmm. Because when I, I don't know, when we look at all of like these ideas, like, the mindfulness, the intentionality, the going back to, you know, the being it's really this presence that, that we have and being in that present moment, like truly being alive to that exact moment. Like this moment right here, right now. Cause it's never going to exist again. <laughs> And that's a wild thought, <laughs> right? It truly isn't like the past, what? 34 minutes and 39 seconds that we've been in this conversation. Like the incredible, but this is what they are like. And I think. As we're having this conversation, I'm also drawn to to say that in us having these conversations and us creating this space on the internet, as we talk about social media and things that we can look at, I really think these types of conversation raise that awareness. It raises that consciousness because there are levels, right? There are different levels of consciousness. And when we have these deep conversations, which, blow my mind every single time how we get to like i, I think i looked at the time of the meeting we were at like i don't know 15 minutes or so and i'm like oh, here we go again we're already doing it like i don't know how we do this but this is just what we do
1: <laughs> i think i've been thinking about that I'm, i'll let i'll let you finish but i just had a thought on that i think it's the universal synergy i think we get to this space so naturally because this is where we're supposed to be all the time you know and i and i and i and i firmly believe that all three of us are like channels to that and so it's it's uh very it's it's very synchronous uh oh i'm blanking on the word
2: synchronized
1: synchronized yes thank you i was going to try to say it another way but i couldn't come out (laughs) But it's very synchronized. There's that. There's that harmony between the three of us that allows us to tap into that, you know, to that to that universal truth, is what I'm going to call it. But I think that's why we go there so easily, is because we are all all three of us are conduits of, you know, that universal truth, and so it comes through us. And it's really it's a gift if we really think about it. Um, that, that that was my two cents. Thank you.
0: Oh, I love that. I love us. I love us. <laughs> I, I I just think it really is amazing. It really is amazing even to look at how we even got to this point too, right?
2: As as Tyler was just sharing, I was thinking about exactly that. I was thinking, gee, you didn't go through your life the way you did.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there's so many ways to look at it, but let's look at this like less energy way of like, if I hadn't done this, if I wouldn't have experienced this, and I never would have gone through that hardship and this and this and this. And then I would have never had the experiences that I needed to become a coach because no one becomes a coach because their life is so peachy. I mean, no one's life really is peachy, right? Like, no one has this picture perfect childhood and grows up and never has hardship doesn't exist. Everyone has hardship and only because we're experiencing that we can experience the opposite. And I also, you know, talking about views and how the universe works. I also really, truly believe that um, we are here in this human container, each and every one of us so that we can experience the emotions we have every day, so that we can experience sadness. And because of that, we can also experience joy. And, you know, we we can't have one without the other. And I think, you know, we as coaches, we just feel like we We've been through enough and we don't want other people to experience that, right? I feel like this is such a big part of our, of what catalyzes us that we say, you know what, I've struggled with my body image. I struggled as a teenager. I'm struggling to, to open my own business and I just know how much that sucks and somehow that is our our never-ending well, our never-ending source of energy to go, to move forward and say, you know what? Other people should not suffer as much. Other people, I want them to not fall as deeply into the hole that I have fallen into or ideally not have them experience this at all, right? Like give them a bridge so they have it a bit easier. They can go to their goals a bit faster or with more ease and we wouldn't be here to like, yeah, if I, if I bridge that and I think about all the things I've experienced, all the hardships and um, I wouldn't want to change anything. Like thinking about, oh my gosh, what if you didn't end up um, getting your coaching certifications and I, w- I wouldn't have met the two of you in that way. And this space here would not exist. For this space here, I'm thinking, no, I mean, for other things too, but for this space here, I feel like it's one of those things that are on my list of like, yeah, you would never want to go back. It sucked what, what I experienced. Yes, of course. And at the same time, I wouldn't want to change it because I'm really aligned and I'm really proud of where I am today. And I think that such a, um, fundamental transformation that I hope every person goes through in their life, that they can at one point see that the hardship they once had is, you know, turning pain into step, turning pain into PowerPoint that they can one day look back and say, oh, this really, really sucked. But I'm also like, I see the gift, I think Tyler, you mentioned this before, um, seeing the gift in the hardship and how this how this eventually becomes the the cape you know that we that we put on ourselves eventually and and, um again like we wouldn't we wouldn't be able and this is where i'm having goosebumps now also and i'm like you know keep breathing we wouldn't be able to sit here and experience the amount of joy and and togetherness and synergy that we are experiencing here right now, if it wasn't also for the depths of the hardship that we have experienced, you can only, I don't know, there's, there's all these sayings. You can only love someone else as much as you love yourself. Right. And if you never experience not loving yourself, you don't know how it feels. You couldn't experience loving yourself. So you need both ends of that. And, um, yeah, I've definitely creeped myself out in the past over thinking about this and how this works. And this is essentially the whole base of the universe. And um I'm, at the end of the day, I'm I'm just so 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 grateful. So this was a very long way of saying I really, really love this space here too.
0: guys this is so special (laughs) I think for me what sums that up is as you say these sayings it's this idea that life is happening for us not to us you know I think that's that one's really that one always really hits me right in the
2: heart it it takes a minute to turn it around, right? I used to think, oh, life happens to me until someone came across and said, hey, what if life happened for you? Was one of those, I remember it was one of those like jaw dropping to the floor kind of moments for me.
0: Tyler's got all the feels going on over there. I'm like waiting for you to (laughs) crack.
1: I'm like, well, I just start. I just actually, a tear just fell, um, and I just, I don't know. I get, I get really emotional talking about this about this stuff because, you know, I think about, I think about the journey, and Stephanie was talking about like as coaches. We're motivated to do this work because of our journeys and because of, you know, the things that happened to us. And like, you know, I just, I just feel so grateful that I have had the opportunity to experience this type of work and this type of love. And I mean, this is coming from this is coming from the boy who hated himself for so many years and the boy who, who didn't think he was special, who didn't think, you know, he was good enough, talented enough, creative enough, whatever, to like make an impact. And I just, I just, I just want to let everyone know that like, there is potential inside of you and there is purpose for your life and purpose for how you get up and show up in the world and you know when you find it when you latch onto it you become like superman superwoman like like there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a energy of confidence that flows through my veins now that like, I didn't have, you know, six years ago before this journey even started. Um, I was developing it, but it wasn't there. And I'm just so grateful that we get, that we do have the space to come to, that I, we do have a platform to share our voices. And, um, I don't know. I just, again i just love the two of you so much and i love the space that we've created and i hope other people love it just as much as we do that's it
0: we're having one of our like gushy just spreading the love like like... feeling the love energy just oozing from us right now (laughs) i mean like that's where i'm sitting (laughs)
2: Me too. It's just like, uh, you know, like we have revolutionized virtual hugs, like <laughs> we have made, we have made ourselves somehow travel through the screen as much as somehow possible. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I feel all the love between all the three spaces that we are at and, uh, this like this like huge triangle of energy synergy that the three of us are creating every time we're together again and again, and even if we're not sharing the the mushy sweet stuff like we are today, it's always there. There's always this, yeah, the synergy, this like huge lit up space um, that we keep growing and we keep feeding. And yeah, I can just re- reiterate that—that that I hope that other people will find this too, and will see this too, and will feel it too, and will join us in our—I guess we are kind of like you know a revolution of of mindfulness of you know because we are here, we are present, we are very much aware <laughs> of each other, and um, I think today we are really. Um, uh walking our talk actually how about is it is it walking our talk yeah walking our talk
1: (laughs) i don't have anything else to say today
0: (laughs) well i hope everyone walks away from this conversation i know i am super inspired and really feeling that warm hug you know that we're sending out there to everyone whether you're watching in this moment or not, or in the future, know that that loving energy is there for you from us to you. But I also want to say from you to yourself, because I think that is just so much more powerful. So sending everybody all the love. Thank you all so much for being here with us. Thank you, Tyler and Stephanie, for being so amazing and creating this space together. I need a little hearts here too. There we go. Now you (laughs) can (laughs) whoosh. Thanks so much, everybody. Until Thank next you, time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. bye. y'all. Bye. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Come As You Are, the podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at KayaThePodcast and on YouTube and Facebook by searching Kaia, the podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversation going by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to join us next time for another deep conversation.